You have kids with different interests, different ages, different temperaments. How on earth can you ever get everyone on the same page for anything? Anyone else have that question? Problem? <laughs> anyone else have a little chaos going on that could use some order, some focus? Well, as we journey together on a home that heals, today we've got an idea to throw out that just might be an answer. Today you're going to get another no money out of your pocket idea that is as old as the Bible itself and definitely worth a try. I don't know, Bree, if you had this happen to you, but we were on a family vacation recently and I love to talk with people that, you know, you meet from all over the country and I was sitting on the beach talking with a mom and as our little girls, my little four-year-old grandbaby was playing with her five-year-old daughter. And so inevitably you start talking about, well, what do you do? And what's, you know, blah, blah. And so she said, what do you do? And I thought, gosh, how do I answer that question? Because, you know, my old life, I would say, oh, you know, I do the news and uh, but I don't like to talk about that so much. I've talked about that for 40 years. So sometimes I'll say, oh, I teach part time because I do teach part time. But the thing I really love doing, too, is podcasting. So that was the first thing I said. I said, oh, I'm, I'm getting into the podcasting world. And she said, oh, what's your podcast about? <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, Cricket. I need Cricket. my elevator speech. <laughs> We've talked about this is for some reason. Why is that? You know what it's about. I mean, of course you know what it's about, but to put it into one or two sentences, for some reason that is so hard. It is. And I think any when when we were running the business or starting the business and we had to write our mission statement. Okay, this is going back to your wedding venue that you owned. Yes. Yeah. That was so hard to come up with the mission statement. I, I I mean I could visualize it in my mind. I knew what we wanted it to be, where we wanted it to go, but to put it down in two or three sentences. That's hard. It's excruciating. I, I will <laughs> just is. tell you, and I'm still kind of working on it. I'm going to throw out one here. Just I, I want to just throw out what I came up with when I was thinking about this. Uh, so, okay. So we've got a home that heals. Okay. Uh, a mother-daughter podcast, searching for and implementing God-breathed truths, therapies, and mindsets that bring healing, hope, peace, and joy to our homes. Oh, that's good. But I, I like couldn't it. I couldn't think of that when I was talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't. It's like, uh -oh. where do I start? Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah, so I keep we, we kind of keep working on our elevator speech for a home that heals. And just so you know, your feedback is what is really helping us with that because mm -hmm. we we know kind of what we want to talk about. But more than anything, you've said it so many times, we want to be in community with mm -hmm. other people who are also walking along in this journey of trying to find healing in their homes, uh, seeking God's way and, mm -hmm. and, and asking tough questions. So all of that stuff's kind of wrapped up in there. And so please continue to share with us. We treasure your messages, your emails, your comments on our different pages, our Facebook, Instagram, and on our blog. So we love that and we appreciate that. But when I was thinking about the mission statement, or yeah, the mission statement, the elevator speech, I thought, I remember years ago trying to do that at home, trying to come up. Do you remember when I tried to have us make a, up a family mission statement? <laughs> It's not a wonder because it was a total flop, total flop. It didn't work at all. So I was thinking, okay, why didn't that work? And then I started doing some research because I thought, well, that could be a cool podcast, but not a very cool podcast if I tried it and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, so I wondered, what did I do wrong? Where did I fail? And one of my big failures in that whole thing, as I think back on it, was 
that I wasn't persistent. And mm. something I've really learned from you is that you will try things with your kids and you're persistent to push through the opposition. Mm. Because almost any time you try to introduce something new, a new way of doing something, change. Oh, yeah. They it's don't just like it. human nature. <laughs> yeah, I'm that way. You yeah. know, I want it to be kind of the same. And so that was probably one of my big mistakes. But the other thing is, you know what I do with everything? I make it too complicated. So that was a big part of it. So, but then the other thing I thought was, I wonder if that idea is biblical because we're committed to God's truth and ancient truths. We, we love that things have worked forever, you mm -hmm. know, and that God um, has breathed these things. He's ordained, he blesses these things that we do. And so where can I find that in scripture? And so guess what um, came to mind? Hobby Lobby. Oh, that is not <laughs> what I was going to say. Hobby Lobby came but to I mind. But I love going to Hobby Lobby. I do too. Uh, Hobby Lobby came to mind because, okay, really? now, so I'm giving you Why? a hint here. Okay. So what's one of the signs that you see in Hobby Lobby that could be a family mission statement? Oh, I'm putting you on the spot totally. Okay, think about it. Oh, okay, we can't have dead air here. Okay. We gotta get... <laughs> all right. Um, all right. For me and my house... Oh, we will serve the Lord as for me and my house. As for me and my house, you all oh, you had it so close. You were, <laughs> I shouldn't have even corrected you. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so you know that is from Joshua, the book of Joshua twenty four fifteen. And you know the book of Joshua was written at least a thousand years before Christ. Wow. Most most scholars say that probably between fourteen hundred and thirteen seventy BC. Mm. So that's some old truth that right there. That is right. And if you think of the context of that, Joshua was was old man. He was over 100 years old. He was, uh, you know, he had led the Israelites into the promised land and he was about to die. Mm. And so what he did in this wonderful, oh, it's just so good to go back and read it, is he is reminding the Israelites of God's provision and mm -hmm. his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Frankly, despite the fact that they weren't so faithful along that whole way, mm, but that his provision and faithfulness are always there. And uh, he's giving them a charge. You know, yeah. it's like, here's here's your, um, what do you call that? It's an action step or a thing that you, what is that called? Uh, action step, I guess. Here's what we, here's, here's what I want you to remember. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. That very simple statement. Just a few words is a brilliant mission statement. That really is. For them and for us. And that's why it's all over Hobby Lobby. <laughs> and that's why so many people put it up on their walls. Yes. But what about this idea of talking about that and and doing it, you know, as a family mm -hmm. and as a mission statement? Now, your kiddos are the oldest is 11. The youngest is four. Mm -hmm. And I always have to remind myself that we're talking to a lot of moms. A lot of our moms have teenagers. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of different age groups going on and a lot of different things. And every family has such a variety of personalities, uh, dreams, ambitions, ideas mm -hmm. that is, it might be kind of difficult to do. But I'm curious uh, to explore this a little bit further because of the book that you mentioned in our previous podcast. You were talking about the books Eight Great Smarts and Start With the Heart by Kathy Cook. And so I was watching her videos and there's a lot of them out there. And she talks about this idea, and I'm curious if you ran across it in your reading of her book, because I haven't read the books yet. Did you run across this idea where you take a piece of paper, you fold it into four pieces, 
And the first one is five things I want to be. The next quadrant is five things I want to do. The next one is five things I want to have. And the last one is five things you want to help. Did you, is that in the book? Yeah, I ran across that and I love that. I love, we have always wanted to have some kind of, you know, weekend where we really focus as a family on, on the year ahead and set goals. Have we ever done it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah. it, I, I, when I came across that, I thought, Ooh, that would be good to implement if we ever, if we ever actually make <laughs> this kind of time for it. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's one of those deals where I think you, um, yeah, you have, don't make, so don't make it too complicated. Yeah. That That's kind of mm-hmm. what I did. And I didn't take into account uh, a lot of the dynamics. You know, you're seven years older than your brother. That made it difficult. And I didn't do any of the pre-work that would go into something like that. So that's why when I saw this, and you talked at our last um, podcast about really getting to know your children and really listening to them, knowing mm-hmm. their heart mm-hmm. and, and how you're, you're kind of on this journey of discovering your own children. And this is one of the tools that, this great author, Kathy Cook, talks about. So how fun would it be not to plan a mission statement weekend yet, but just to spend the next few weeks doing this with your kiddos Mm -hmm. and asking them. Now, the older ones, it'll be a little easier. You know, five things I want to be, maybe talking about that one night at bedtime, Mm -hmm. Um, explaining to them about, you know, five things I want to do at another time and kind of having their own little page all, you know, in four pieces that they can start to fill in. Do you, th- first of all, do you think the kids, you could make that work if you weren't trying to rush through it and do it all at once mm-hmm. and you weren't making it a big deal? It's just something fun you're doing to kind of get to know them better. Yeah. I think, I think they would love that, especially, you know, they like it when they can hang things on their wall or, oh, yeah. you know, something that feels like they're, um, that, they're doing something interesting and exciting. And I do, I think kids love to feel like they're, they're known, you know, mm-hmm. and I do remember reading Kathy really encouraged parents to not persuade your kids on anything, you oh, know, right. Let them, let them write down what they want to write down. And I mean, it might be very superficial <laughs> and it might five ways oh, yeah. I want to help. I want to help my little sister share her candy with me. Well, let, I mean, let Five them, things I want to have. A Lamborghini, <laughs> if they can spell it, she said. <laughs> yeah. Let them, let them do that. And because again, it's getting to know them. It's not trying to, you know, manipulate their answers. So it looks good, but it's getting yeah. to know what motivates them, mm-hmm. what um, inspires them. What do they like? What do they enjoy? So yeah, I, I love this idea. I, Okay, well, stick with me here then, because here's, okay. here's what I was thinking then. So if you if you did that over the next several weeks, not no rush, you know, but just kind of working that into maybe one dinner time, you talk about things they want to have, mm-hmm. you know, let them talk about that and and help them fill that little part of it out. And again, just getting to know them better. And then maybe introducing this idea, hey, guys, how about on Sunday evenings? I was thinking Sunday evenings because that's a good time when, you know, the whole gang can be together. How about if we started to share these with each other and let's start talking about, you know, our hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. And so you start doing that. And then Mm -hmm. maybe in a few weeks, you're, you know, also with this little family meeting you're having, you're introducing the idea of let's talk about what did we do really well this week? Mm. What do we need to work on? Mm. Okay, what's our goal for this week to to do that? You know, maybe they're they're fighting with each other over toys or something. Who knows? 
So anyway, I'm just talking about just generally and gradually bringing this idea into play. And then after all that, you know, fun, listening, pre-work, no pressure, not trying to, you know, make it excruciating to come up with a family mission statement. You say, hey, let's let's have a motto. Let's have something that we can put on the wall that this is what we're all about mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yeah. That's my that's my suggestion after listening to Kathy Cook, thinking back on oh my old Stephen Covey days when I read, you know, all those books on, you know, he has <laughs> one on family mission statements. I think I'd read that. Maybe a way to make it happen more naturally, but also to get to know your kids in the process a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and to have a focus as a family. I think as you're talking, it just is very appealing to me because I don't know if you're like me where you just start to feel like you're trying to survive and you're just barely treading water and keeping your head above. And sometimes that causes me to lose focus on what's really important and what I can let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, it's really important that we're on the same page with our husbands. And oh, that such a good point. I, in our home, we do a lot of ships passing mm-hmm. in the night mm-hmm. where we're not parenting together, but separately, you know, because his schedule, his schedule and, and when he is home, I'm trying to get away to, to do, you know, the things I need to do. Grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those yes. fun things. <laughs> Those fun things. And so, you know, to have some consistency mm-hmm. across the board in our parenting and the message we're sending our kids and what's important, while our styles might be different of parenting, um, having that mission statement and those core goals as a family, I think would really bring us together. And um, and I also would love to see the look on my kids' faces as they, you know, roll their eyes when I say the family mission statement <laughs> for the hundredth time. And yeah. I know, Mom, but yeah. that's a good thing. That is. That is when you know yeah. you have arrived. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I teach life skills, for example, and I have a few key phrases that I use all the time. So I have 38, 15 year olds in the room and they do that to me. Vocabulary. <laughs> I'm big on vocabulary. So just today I was introducing, I wasn't planning to, but reciprocity came up and I said, oh, yay, a new vocabulary word. And they all just rolled their <laughs> eyes, but they were writing it down and we were having, we had a good laugh over it. Oh, and I okay. do think you know, I've thought that same thing. I thought rolling eyes is not always a bad thing. It's, okay, it now everybody clicking. listening yeah. wants to know what the <laughs> definition of that word is. Reciprocity. reciprocity. Well, reciprocal. Think about reciprocal. Okay. You know, right. you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. That kind of a thing. All right. You know, so reciprocity is is the action. It's a transitive verb, in case you want to know. And so it's the act of uh, doing something and Probably for the reason of getting something in return. Oh, you know? I love it. Okay. It doesn't always Everyone, mean a negative. please use that <laughs> in a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. By the way, that was <laughs> not in my outline. <laughs> but that is, but you really hit it. And so with your husband, I think maybe doing this little uh, quadrant exercise that Kathy Cook says, maybe with your husband first. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. She tells the story of a, um, of a, uh, a woman who had always wanted to jump, I think it was jump out of an airplane or something. Really? And her husband didn't know that until she did the five things I want to do. And so for her oh. next birthday, he got her 
uh, a airplane. A life insurance policy. Well, yes, <laughs> that too. So yeah, so I, you know, it could really be a couple building exercises as well. So start that's maybe cool. start there. I love that. Okay. So so yeah, so that's that's the why to get your focus and to kind of help you create your own family's unique culture. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you all about? And then that expresses what your family wants to do and be. And it outlines your family's goals, your shared purposes, and your hopes. Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of a cerebral definition, but that that's kind of what it is, you know. But, if, but don't overcomplicate it. That's not necessary. But then the how. I think that's the big question. Mm-hmm. And how do you do it age appropriately? Yeah. Because your four-year-old is going to be totally clueless, frankly. Yeah. I mean, she's not going to really get it yet. But yet if she sees everybody having fun, maybe if you make it a game, mm-hmm. you find a game way to come up with some of these ideas, um, she'll see that that the family's working on something together. It'll have value for her, even mm-hmm. though it might not all click with her exactly what's going on. Well, and as as you're talking, again, I'm, I'm kind of going back to that eight great smarts that we recently read. And I just love thinking about how would each of my kiddos retain this and and own it, you know, mm-hmm. make it their own. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have some kids that they really think through pictures. And so if they could draw a picture um, or if they could cut out a picture and put it on a bulletin board, that might really spur them to, you know, make it their own and to remember it. I have other kiddos that they, they want to make a list. They want to write it down. So oh, they, good. they could make their own list of these values or these this mission statement and hang it up in their room. And, um, you know, other kids who are going to to want to understand exactly what that looks like. How does, you know, as for me and my house, we will ser- serve the Lord. What does that look like? I, yeah. I need to understand how we serve the Lord, why we serve the Lord, what we do to serve the Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm loving this because it just is spurring a lot of different ideas and, and everybody's going to be different. And so you need to think about who you are, who your family is, who your kids are, and how you could make it your own. I want people to picture your dining room table for a minute because we've talked a little bit about um, in a previous podcast about dinner time around the table. And I think I shared from the book about healthy families, this idea of having a round dinner table Mm -hmm. and then somewhere close to your eating area, a place to display pictures Mm -hmm. of your family having fun, Mm -hmm. doing things together, joyful times, because that has a subliminal effect Mm -hmm. on the whole atmosphere in your dining room. Mm -hmm. You've done that. Uh And I, I really do enjoy when I'm over there looking at those fun pictures and remembering these great times that you've had together and that that's a picture of who your family is. So I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun to then refresh those pictures mm-hmm. with uh, things that express what your family mission statement ends up being? Maybe oh, it is if you're, if you're going to serve, um, for example, in, in a heart of service, lonely people, you mm-hmm. know, maybe a picture of them visiting um, folks in a nursing home with one of our, our therapy animals, mm-hmm. you know, something like that would just be so special. And then that draws me full circle back to what Joshua did. Because what Joshua did was he was a brilliant leader and he was reminding the people of God's goodness in their life and in their past. And so I think if we can surround ourselves with those things and continue to draw our kids back to those types of things, the the things that might be on their list, the things they want to be, the things, the the past stories of how God has provided all of these, you know, when you talk about children's eight great smarts, 
you know, how he's provided for them to be able to have a mission statement and accomplish the things they put there because he's made them smart in these very unique, special ways. Mm. I mean, it just all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. And that um, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a very wonderful start and a beautiful sign that you can buy at Hobby Lobby, <laughs> I'm sure. But maybe your own unique mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. and pictures, as you've just said, using how your kids can illustrate that will be really special for mm-hmm. your family. I'm I'm going to I'm going to really think about it and I'm going to start with with, you know, my husband and I want to do this. I'm going to have you hold me accountable because I'm going to do this because you know, we're we're in a retirement age of life mm-hmm. even though we're both still <laughs> out there working having fun. But I want to I bet you there's things that he'll put on this five things I want to do five things I want to do to help that I don't even know about. And we've been together. We've been married. Well, we've been in love with each other since we were 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. an adventure. It is. Go Life on an, is adventure. an adventure. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's encouraging. I'm encouraged. I hope you're encouraged too as you listen. And maybe this will be a way to draw your family closer together and to get on the same page and move forward with a new hope and, and fresh ideas. When we come back, we're getting a lot of questions about our horses. Yes. And so I want to share a little more about um, Midnight and Ruby when we return. I got to take care of Midnight and Ruby for a week recently, <laughs> and I love I love your horses. They're they're just such a fun new adventure for our family. We're talking about adventure today on our podcast a little bit, and I got to know them a little bit better. But our audience doesn't really know them yet, and yeah. our friends listening here on the podcast. So uh, I know people have been asking you some questions. Yeah, we've gotten lots of questions asking if they're ponies or, you know, if they're just yearlings because they're they're small and they are actually a wonderful breed of horse. Both of them are American Blazer horses. And so if you don't know much about the American Blazer horse, I thought it'd be fun to share that with you today because we chose this breed for a specific reason. We didn't just get on Craigslist and and find, you know, a horse. We really researched what type of breed could be great for therapy uh, for our kids and and hopefully down the road for others. And this American Blazer horse was bred specifically to be gentle, willing, honest, agile. And um, it was bred more for confirmation than, so, you know, for having good feet, good Mm. hips, good structure, Versus just having good bloodlines, um, you know, oh, which a lot of horses have great bloodlines and they're sold for a lot of money because of that. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're healthy. And um, I love Neil Hink. He's the one that created this unique cross back in 1959. Wow. And I love that he basically was just a very can-do type of person, I think. I got to speak with his daughter, actually, which was amazing this last weekend at the Idaho Horse Expo. But um, she was telling about her dad. You know, he was a trainer. He had trained all different types of horses. Um, but he was a farmer. You know, he was, and, I mean, he was working the land. He needed something that did well, you know, work-wise too. Yeah, yeah. And and he had worked with stubborn horses, you know. Haven't that, we all? <laughs> oh yeah. That yeah. just ugh, made him 
cringe to think, you know, he, he wanted to have a relationship with his horses and he wanted them to, to, you know, really provide that aspect too, because you, you're with your horse a lot, especially back in those days. Right. <laughs> and it was neat because yeah, his first was this chestnut stallion called little blaze. And it's a cross between a thoroughbred, um, uh, a quarter horse and a Morgan. And they are just incredible. And they are so just like he bred for gentle, relational. I mean, it is amazing to me because I, I grew up with horses and I had one in particular, Benny. You remember oh, Benny? Benny. How could I forget Benny? I, I went to Benny. school telling my friends I was going to marry Benny. Like I was weird. <laughs> I was a weird kid. But you were 12. I was... <laughs> I was in love with this horse, but it was definitely, I loved this horse, this horse loved that I fed him. Like it, there Mm -hmm. was, Mm -hmm. there was not a strong relationship until probably after having him for three years and we had been through a lot of bucks and a lot of. (laughs) Yeah. Because the bad thing was your stupid parents bought you pretty much a green broke horse. We we didn't know anything about horses. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing I have to ask you to forgive me for, but in the end it turned out to be good, but you did, you went through some rough times with him. Yeah. And it, it caused us to have a really good close relationship, but it took a lot of time and I tell you what, we've had uh, Midnight Storm and Ruby for just a few months. And if you're a horse person, you'll know how profound this is. I will throw them their food and I will walk away and they will follow me. Yeah. Instead that of is go right to the food. Huge. Yeah, that's very huge. Um, they want to be by you. Yeah. And Tyler was working on their, he was, my husband, Tyler, was working on their shelter and their pen area. And Midnight Storm was just sitting there right with his head on his shoulder. Literally on his shoulder. As he's trying to I've never seen anything like that. I mean, he's making all this ruckus and this horse is just like, what you doing? I want to hang out with you, buddy. They are the coolest horses. They They are are so awesome. They're so so good. There's a little more information about why we chose these horses. Oh, and and you keep asking if they're ponies because they're they're bred to be smaller. So they usually tap out at 15 hands. Yeah, but so they're not a mini horse by any means. No, they're not a mini horse, but they're they're a smaller horse. They're, you know, your smaller quarter horses are what they they're going to be size-wise. And so it it's fun for kids to, you know, they're not as intimidating mm-hmm. and we're excited to, you know, with this therapy farm that we're wanting to create, we might be bringing some people out that don't, you know, necessarily know how to be around horses or or have a fear of horses and and so it's just an incredible breed yeah. for that as well. If you want to learn more if you're a horse person or you're looking into wanting to to have horses, uh, I encourage you to check them out. Um, the American Blazer Horse Association is actually stemmed here in Idaho. It, it was created in Idaho in 2006. And so you can go to their website and learn a lot more about them. And then they they usually are. They're at a lot of different horse shows. They were at the Idaho Horse Expo this last weekend. And it's just fun to, to learn about mm. another breed because Quarter Horse is well known. And American Blazers should be too. Yeah, brand, kind of brand new to a lot of us. And they're beautiful, I will say. Oh, they, they are. really are beautiful. Oh, Brie, thanks for sharing that. When you told me you got to meet the daughter of the man who actually came up with this breed, I thought, wow, how often does that happen? Oh, it was That's so pretty neat. special. Mm-hmm. That's neat. You know, God's provision for us. 
is so amazing. The animals, uh, all the different ways that he helps us heal. We're just grateful for all of them. And we're grateful that we get to share a little bit of that with you. And a lot more, if you want to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, we're there. Uh, You can go to ahomethatheals.com. And we hope that you'll be with us next time because we're going to be back with more stories and more ideas from the good book itself, uh, Ancient Truths that still stand true. Thanks for being with us. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.